On this episode of Cord Cutters, we have an intervention with Adrian, who I just learned has an insane amount of Funko Pops. Not an insane amount. There are millions of people who have a lot more of them than I do. <laughs> I've only got gr- like 30 of them. That's a gross... Ex- millions of people do not have... I would wager that far less than a million people have 30 plus Funko Pops. That's quite a bit. Yeah. Like, what do you got? Tell me what... Tell, give some... Because I know Funko Pop's a popular thing. I'm not ragging on you. Yeah. Just, I only have two, so I don't understand the culture. I don't got the lifestyle behind it. Well, I don't have, like, a, a lifestyle either of Funko Popdom. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to some kind of Funko church during <laughs> the week or whatever. I've... Uh, let's see. I've got a couple Star Wars. I've got... Okay. I just got a Princess Leia. I've got... Um, uh, R2-D2, I've got some Doctor Who ones, I've got some Marvel, um, I've got one of my favorites from, can, can you guys see that? From, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, the Fifth Element, there, Chris Tucker's Ruby Rod, crazy Ruby <laughs> Rod character in his leopard print onesie with his cane. Um, I've got Two Tina Belchers from Bob Bob's Burgers. So I've got, uh, you know, I've got Mr. T. I've got Worf from Star Trek got The s- Next Generation. Got some Stranger Things stuff, don't you? Yes, I've got two Stranger Things. I've got Barb and I've got Eleven. Which is coming out tomorrow, season two. I had to, I was waiting for you to say that. It just never came, so I had to pop yeah. in. Okay. But, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't have, like, my office isn't filled with them yet. So yes. it's, you know... I need to bring in our guests to give you like some more backup because we were literally just talking about this beforehand. Adam Holmes, shift editor for Cinema Blend. You have a lot of Funko Pops too. I do. Uh, I don't think I have quite as many as Adrian, but I definitely have been accumulating quite a bit since I started collecting them. And I guess it must have been early 2015. Mine are mainly, uh, let's see, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and Doctor Who oriented. Okay. So I got a lot. So I got. Plenty of folks in just a few of my favorite uh, fandoms, but I, I I don't doubt that it won't be long until I get up to Adrian's level. <laughs> See, I have two. I have Barry Allen and I have R two D two, and that's and I got R two D two as a gift. I've kind of told myself I don't want to buy anymore. Plus, I also think my wife would get mad at me if I just start stockpiling them everywhere. But Beyond that, like, how did you guys get into, how did it get to this level? Was it a slow thing? Did you guys just fall into it? Or have you guys been, like, collectors all your lives? No. Well, I mean, they, yeah, I'm not, in general, just a collector of things, usually. Um, But I bought a C-3PO. Is that the first one? Yeah, this is the first one I got. It's him with the red arm. Yeah. And it's a bobblehead. And... I bought that one and had that one for probably like three or four months. And then I saw the fourth Doctor Who, who was my favorite Doctor Who. And I'm like, oh, I got to I got to get that one. Look how cute he is with the hat and the long scarf. (laughs) For those listening right now, she's showcasing each one individually, (laughs) taking on us on a journey. And now it's like for the past, I guess, couple of years, I've been getting one or two of them every two or three months, maybe. So yeah, that. So it's not like you have a quick. problem. You're just yeah, it's just you're just picking them up over the years. Adam, yeah. are you the same way? Did you collect anything else besides Funko Pops prior to this? Not really. I've never been a collector. I think my, 
I think my mindset when I bought my first Funko Pop was that I was looking for a way to kind of showcase or just express my fandom and stuff just in a way beyond, you know, the odd t-shirt I might get here and there. And so I think my first one was a Batman Beyond Funko Pop from the Mm, old animated series. And I thought, you know, maybe I'd get a few more, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't get a hand, but I'm kind of like Adrian. I'll probably get one or two every couple months, but I rarely go crazy with buying them because I have to exercise a little self-restraint. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already in, and you know, one of the things about them is that they're not that expensive and you can go crazy. Like you could blow a hundred bucks on Funko Pops, but you've got like 10 or 15 of them at that, at that level. If you yeah. just spend it all at once. Are you guys hoping they'll like increase in value and someday you guys can like flip them on the market or are they just yours forever until the end of time? Um, if, if any of these ever becomes worth a lot of money, I'm selling it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no problem with that at all. <laughs> but the, the problem with that kind of though is that yes, they could increase in value, but I think they, if they were to do that, they'd really go for the big bucks if you had kept them in the box. But I'm yeah. yeah. like, I'm not the I'm not the kind of person to do that. I want to, you know, I want to actually hold the Funko Pop. I don't want yeah. it to just be confined within the well, box. Well, here's the thing, though. I've kept all my boxes, all of all of the, <laughs> all of the boxes from my oh, Funko, there you go. From my Funko Pops are in my cabinet and my my desk drawers. So I have them just in case. You know, dust it off, put it back in the box, and sell that puppy. But you, but you, okay, but you did remove them, and people mm. look for this sort of thing. They can tell if the seal's been. Yeah, that's broken. near mint condition. Yeah, I near mint, not quite mint. Yeah. yeah the, so we've definitely talked about Funko Pop enough that they should be paying us. <laughs> so let's move on. Money. I just want free Funko Pops. That okay. would be so you know, exciting same. for me. Same. I could probably live without it. Either way, we got news to move on to. Netflix <laughs> spending another $1.6 billion next year to finance... Well, they sorry, they've borrowed $1.6 billion to finance new films and shows. They're projecting they might spend around $7 to $8 billion, which is up from $6 billion this year. It seems like an obvious move, don't you guys think? Yeah, and I mean, they're planning to put out like 80 movies or something next year so they're gonna need the money (laughs) to develop new stuff not to mention all the stuff they already have that's ongoing so you know yeah netflix is just growing in power yeah do you think is there like a time where this like backfires on them i'm gonna be honest i don't know much about like the business behind it but i would feel like at the rate they're borrowing like with as much they're borrowing wouldn't it only take like just a real bad quarter for Netflix to just like probably be like in tank mode? I feel like they're like playing a dangerous game, borrowing so much and then just assuming they're going to keep growing in subscribers with each quarter. Right. Yeah. This could definitely backfire at any point, but like you said, they're banking on the company just continuing to grow and grow and grow. And, you know, since it's been doing that for what, like, 22 years or something like that, that they've been around. Um, I can see them not having a mindset where they're thinking, maybe we should, you know, slow down. Maybe we should be a little careful just in case. Um, They're in growth mindset. So that's the main thing they're thinking about right now. I think it also helps that they're 
diversifying their content. You know, they're not just trying to produce one kind of movies or, you know, one kind of TV shows. They're providing a little bit for everyone. So I do agree that, you know, a particularly bad quarter could hurt Netflix badly. But I mean, you know, they're like I said earlier, they're trying to grow that media media empire. So Yeah, and like Adam said, there's the something literally for everyone on Netflix. Yeah. Between movies and TV shows and international offerings and anime and things for kids. Um, they've got a lot going on that can satisfy a lot of different people. So, so the, one of the things that really interests me about this is like the analysts, the experts, whoever they are, they say that Netflix will continue to serve international customers by possibly doing bigger budget international content. Cause that's where most of the new subscribers are. You know, they've, kind of bulked up on who they can get in America and North America and all that. So they're reaching out to other countries, creating original content for them with the hopes that it appeals to a more international audience. That's not something like Americans are used to. I think we're kind of a hard sell on foreign products. There's some stuff we like. There's crossover British shows like Doctor Who. But yeah. I think in terms of series, it's, it'll be interesting to see. I would like to see if Netflix could put enough money into a foreign show. Like, I recently fell into the 3%, which is a Brazilian drama, kind of Hunger Games kind of style thing. It was actually surprisingly good. They dubbed it over with American actors, and I enjoyed it. Do you guys see yourselves jumping into, like, maybe some Italian drama and getting yourself really invested in it? Is that something you personally see yourself doing at this point in your life? Yeah, it's possible. There's a show that Netflix has... I think it's Dutch called Rita that I was completely addicted to. I think there's three or there's either three or four seasons of it on Netflix and it's subtitled. So you, it's, you know, it's not one of those things where you can put it on and just kind of like go through your mail or pay bills while it's on. You have to sit there and pay attention to it. And I could not get enough of that show. So yeah, I can absolutely see just, you know, falling into a show from somewhere else and getting into it. What about you, Adam? Have you ever done deep dive into the foreign side of Netflix? Um, outside of the occasional British show or movie, not really, but Hey, if, if I hear about something that gets a lot of hype, then, you know, anything's possible. I'm not ruling anything out, whether it's from, you know, somewhere in Europe or even Asia or whatever. Yeah. I feel I want, I want to be like really into something foreign. Like I said, I love that 3% show. And I think there's another one that Netflix is kind of pushing us, uh, Sabura. It's like an Italian mob kind of drama taking place like in the Vatican yeah. or something like that. They've kind of been pushing mm-hmm. that one on the American YouTube channel. So I think that has the potential to maybe pull some people over. It's already out on Netflix. Anyone listening who wants to watch it. In other news, Big Mouth has been renewed for season two at Netflix. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Adam, have you watched Big Mouth yet? I already know Adrian has. She can't uh, talk about it enough. I haven't watched it yet, although funny you mentioned it. A couple days ago, I don't know how I ended up doing this, but I was looking at the I looked up the Big Mouth hashtag on Twitter and I ran into a clip where this girl <laughs> is just talking to her vagina. And it was only yes. a minute long, but Yes. <laughs> it, I I put it in my queue, so I will be watching it eventually, but oh my god, it's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would I totally, to really... I would totally buy a Funko Pop of the Hormone Monster. By the way, <laughs> with his with his weird penis nose, I would totally oh buy God. that. 
They, they're they're probably already making them. They have to be making them. It almost like fits the character designs to make them like Funko Pops, minus like the big black eyes. But you know, yeah. Season two, obviously, Adrian, you're pumped about the show. I still have yet to make it. I just I don't know why, because I'm typically not like turned off by the obscene or like stuff, but it just gives me like a inner like ooh, it gives me the willies. <laughs> I can't stand it. Is it is it because they're kids? Is it because they're kids? I don't know if it's because they're kids. I mean, we've discussed this before. I don't think mm-hmm. it's... It's just part of it hits like a part that just feels all too real. And maybe <laughs> I've like... Maybe it's a part that I've just like shoved down inside me. Like I've just forgotten puberty. So like remembering that <laughs> reminds me of all the cringy, weird moments of my youth. And it's just like, you know, you don't want to relive that. Who wants to relive that? It's not that it's too fantastical. It's too real. <laughs> That's true. It's not... I don't know. I think of things that happen like my Facebook memories. I'll like read something I said on Facebook when I was 20 and I just like shudder. I was like, why did I think this was a good idea to post? I was weird and edgy. And that's, that's what <laughs> big mouth makes me feel. It reminds me of that Mick. And I don't like that. I don't the like weird edgy way. Mick. That was never edgy. I shouldn't have said edgy, but I was just, <laughs> it was just weird, weirder than I am now, I guess. I'm glad I'm glad you admitted that you were never edgy because I was about to make fun of you. (laughs) When you look at me, I'm like the poster boy for edgy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. So Big Mouth's renewed for season two, which brings us to the weekly queue. What have you guys been watching? We'll start with Adam since he's our fresh guest on the show. What have you been watching, Adam? Yeah, so I closed off this past weekend by watching Patton Oswalt's new Netflix special, Annihilation. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Which I found very funny. Um, it, he he gets a, he gets real a few t- like real a few times during the special because you know as most of you know his wife passed away last year, so there are a couple serious moments, but he's able to s- effectively segue into comedic material from that. So mm-hmm. I definitely recommend watching it. I think it's only the third comedy special I've watched on Netflix. The other ones were I think a Jen Kirkman special and Trevor Noah's special from I guess earlier this year, or late last year, but. I really enjoy. I really enjoyed it, and then I also recently signed up for Hulu because it got to the point where I was having trouble keeping up with like the regular programming that I watch on a weekly you basis. You didn't have Hulu. That. I did not have Hulu, but oh. but your episode about it helped convince me. Yes, to oh, awesome. sign up for it. We're winning, Mick. We're winning, dude. Adam was low key listening to the podcast. He never said a word. I had no idea. I was just, I was, you know, I was just off in the corner eavesdropping on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I always love to hear that. Yeah. But yeah, you got Hulu. You picked that up. No. I still, I, I get like five shows on my DVR. But even that's become. I had to delete a show off my DVR last night to record another show. Like this fall season's been insane for like watch te- television to watch. Yeah. What did you have to delete? Had you seen it already, or is it gone forever now? It was an episode of the Cleveland Show. Because <laughs> I took it off Netflix. <laughs> so, don't get me wrong. I wasn't necessarily <laughs> recording something for fall. <laughs> the show's been off the air for years. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure all of those are on Hulu or something now anyway. Or yeah. Net- Netflix, one of those. I know. So you'll, Hulu you'll sent you'll me be an fine. email for a three 30, 30 days. So maybe I should jump on the Hulu train. I just, I got to wait that one year until my satellite subscription runs out. I'm at one, I'm at the one year mark officially. So once that year's up. I'm out getting some fiber cord cutting completely maybe i don't know i get <laughs> i get scared just thinking oh about it. goodness 
I really can't handle it. Let let That's, go of your fear. Let's talk about Adam though. Adam, you haven't seen the Dave Chappelle comedy specials? Of all the comedy specials on Netflix, that was like the creme de la creme. No, well, I mean, I don't. I, I like comedians, but I just I haven't watched that many comedy specials. So you know, I'll I'll add it to my ever growing Netflix queue, which I don't think will ever be empty at this point. There's just like yeah. you said earlier, there's so much to watch on there. Yeah, there's even like the good comedy specials. There's just so many comedy specials on there that. I don't know. I don't. I'm not one who sits down and watches stand-up comedy to begin with. But if it's someone like particularly good, I'll give it a watch. Sometimes yeah. I'm disappointed. Well, yeah, that happens sometimes. But I to- I totally watch comedy specials on Netflix. Yeah. What are you watching lately, though, Adrian? Lately, nice and segue. this goes back to something we were that? talking that about. Good. I'm usually not good at segues. <laughs> This goes back to something we were talking about a few minutes ago because I've been watching on Netflix a Swedish show called Bonus Family. Ooh. Which is, again, it's subtitled, so you have to sit down and pay attention to it. Each episode is about 45 minutes long, and it's a dramedy about a blended family. There's a sort of newish couple who's gotten together, and they've moved in together, and they're trying to deal with their kids with previous from previous relationships and like the expectations of their former partners now that they're together and the kids are being kind of shuttled back and forth between homes and stuff. And, um, one of the kids is kind of terrible, which is a given in a situation like this. Uh, one of the exes is kind of a loser and it's a good time. I plan to stick with it. Awesome. Do you think I'd like it? No. <laughs> uh, at least she's honest about it <laughs> i don't know you might you might like it gotcha well i've been watching i caught up on star trek discovery i don't know if any you guys have been watching it yes absolutely so far, yeah, up. i i paid want for to another watch stupid it. streaming service because of it <sighs> yeah you know i kind of i kind of defended it last week with mike or was that last week whatever week mike was on that was like two weeks ago maybe yeah. He was trash in CBS All Access, and I was I was a pretty adamant defender. I you know I was like CBS Access and all that bad until I found out Magnum PI is not on there, and I was like, oh. how's Magnum PI not on here? Because <laughs> I just had an urge to watch it, and I was like, this is finally something I can use CBS All Access for, other than Star Trek Discovery. They let me down. So but, you, so you assumed Magnum PI would be on there because it was on CBS back in the day. Yeah, it's okay. a CBS classic. So, ergo, it would be on CBS. No. That was wrong. No, completely <laughs> wrong. It's the last time I write a Tom Selleck article for Cinema Blend. It just, it just killed me. I couldn't watch Magnum P.I. the whole rest of the day. You'll, you'll, have, to, you'll have to just wait for that new one to come out to get your Mac. Yeah, it's not Tom Selleck, but I mean, you know. You'll have to... Yeah, I'll just watch Blue Bloods. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Basically the same thing. You can still get the, but, well, wait. He does have the mustache there, right? I feel like for a time yeah. he did not have the mustache. Yeah. Yeah, he has there the mustache go. back. But Star Trek Discovery is pretty good. I don't, Adrian. I know you're you're a Star Trek fan. I'm sorry, I'm not going to say you're a huge Star Trek fan because I know you you're a little self conscious about like me trying to escalate you like you're the best in the world. But yeah, I've seen quite a bit of Star Trek. Yeah, and I I like the show. I think it didn't start off as strongly as I was hoping for it to. I think the third episode so far is the best of what I've seen from the new show. Um, But I'm sticking with it. I think there's some good stuff going on. 
Um, they dropped the F-bomb, a couple of F-bombs, they, a couple of weeks ago. They did ago. drop the F-bomb. And I was firmly in the camp of, I don't want like hardcore cursing in my Star Trek, but I think they did it in the best way possible, which they made it kind of a, a lighter moment, um, which made sense in in the context of the episode. And I think it worked. And yeah, I'm going to stick with it. So I I've do got think CBS All Access for now. <laughs> I do. I do think. Well, I do. I didn't have a problem with it personally. I did read the article we did on Cinema Blend about the f bomb, and I laughed at one of the commenters because it kind of just came out of nowhere. Like it was completely yeah, it out of left field. No, and some lady was like, "It was quite a shock to watch with my nine and eleven year olds." I was like, "Yeah, maybe they should have tagged something on at the front." Because, you know, Star Trek's always been that kind of thing where people are like, it's family friendly, yeah. more or less. So, not that I regularly show children Star Trek, but... Well, you know what? They have to hear They have to hear the fuck word at some point in their lives. You might, so as, well, you might as well get them, Star Trek. get them used to it on a good show like Star Trek. Why not? Oh, yep. I guess. Why not? So that's what I've been watching, and I'm super excited to watch The Punisher. Low-key bragging point for me. I haven't actually checked, but I'm pretty sure I accurately predicted when The Punisher was going to come out on the podcast. I feel like I pinpointed that November 17th. Now, maybe it's changed I think between that, them, might, I'm pretty sure. I think that might be right. You might, you might have actually done that. Which makes me wonder if they had ever actually had plans to push it back at all, because that just seemed like the week on Netflix where nothing was coming out. They had pretty much everything stacked until the end of the year when we were breaking it down. Well, weren't yeah. they going to release it um, after New York Comic-Con and then they delayed it after the um, Web in Vegas? Or my or, or like, what was that? I know they pulled they were, some footage from Comic-Con, it? but I didn't know if it was going to be like live directly after New York okay. Comic-Con. Do you know anything about that, Adrian? No. All I, I know, yeah, that. all I know is that they they were supposed to be like a panel or, or something at uh, New York Comic Con, and they pulled out of that and said they were going to delay the release, mm. and now they've decided to release it on the, November 17th, which is good news. As far as good news for everyone, except for DC. Possibly. See that segue? Look at that. <laughs> oh, he went there. I'm just all over it. Yeah. So there's this big controversy, well potential controversy that justice league is releasing on the same weekend as the punisher people are thinking could this affect justice league's ticket sales i want to know what you guys think do you think that people will stay home from justice league and sit and watch punisher all weekend do you think that's a real thing that could happen what do you let's 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 go with adam first we'll go adam first i mean look it's a distinct possibility but let's let's not forget that you know Justice League has been one of the most highly anticipated superhero movie releases for years. Decades. I mean, th- 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 yeah, there there has been a Justice League movie in some form of development now for a decade. This current version has been known about for at least three years, if not longer. So I think we can definitely expect a huge turnout for that movie, obviously, when it comes out that, se- that November 17th weekend. Now, could Punisher's release affect its audience numbers? Sure, but I don't think it's going to make that huge of a dent because, I mean, this is the Justice League. You got Batman, you got Superman, Wonder Woman, you got B-listers like Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg. It's it, it's going to be a big deal no matter what. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with Adam. I think, and, and especially since, okay, there's, I think, 13 episodes of The Punisher. 
right? Mm-hmm. Right. The Justice League movie is going to be what between two and three hours long. It's only between, going. I think it's actually two hours. Isn't yeah. It's it's. Oh, it's two. Hours? I think there's okay. differing between 119 minutes, 121 minutes, but basically just a solid two hours. Okay. So between when most people get off work on Friday and like the end of the day on Sunday, there's more than enough time to get a solid binge of Punisher in and also go to the theater and watch a two hour movie, you know? So there might be some people who just totally stay home and, you know, commit all their time to binge and Punisher and, you know, don't leave the house or whatever, but any people who want to see Punisher and also want to see Justice League on opening weekend are still going to be able to do that. I'm pretty sure. Right. I don't think there's, I don't think there's as many people that are rushing to be like, as soon as it has Friday, they're like, we got to watch every episode until the very end. Although yeah. I've heard just from like other people who have watched it on the site, AKA Nick, cause he talked about it on the podcast. He <laughs> said it's really good so far. So maybe it is really that good, but yeah, I mean, you schedule time to go see a movie. You don't just show up to the movie theater. It's two hours long. I don't mm-hmm. imagine anybody who doesn't want to see it will not see it because they're like, I'm just too busy watching The Punisher. Yeah. And plus, Punisher, Punisher is going to be really hardcore, and I can see some people watching like maybe three or four episodes in a row even and going, I need a break. <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> and then maybe, you know, heading to Justice League to take a little Punisher break even. So... In a, in a world where Justice League seems more tame than The Punisher. I wonder if that's well, a possibility. I, Justice League seems pretty action-packed. Well, yeah, but not hardcore in the way that Punisher is going to be. Not like R-rated hardcore. <laughs> Hard, we keep saying hardcore, and I just... I don't know if that's the word to use, but I mean... Hardcore. Intense. <laughs> Intense, there we go. What is wrong with so hardcore? A, it's just... Yeah, it's... You know... It is what it is. It is what it is, Adrian. You know what it is. Is this about your porn fears? (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling this is about mixed porn fears, everybody. Nothing. I'm not. I don't have any fear of porn. I'm not a porn (laughs) fan, man. (laughs) This just. This conversation just got hardcore. (laughs) Yeah, it gets real hardcore here on the Cord Cutter Podcast. (laughs) I lost my train of thought. The Punisher is coming out and it's coming on the heels of the defenders and iron fist, which admittedly have not been the best looks for Marvel. They've gotten Mm. decent reception, but not as strong as Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, daredevil. Do you think that the Punisher needs to like do anything besides, does it, do you think if the Punisher reviews come in and it tanks, do you think people just are losing interest in Marvel? Do you think it's just a bad run? Do you think that the Punisher is kind of like a proving ground for Marvel to prove they can still make a really quality series? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. You guys Um, just talk. How about that? I don't see the Marvel Netflix shows as being off track just because of Iron Fist and uh, to a much lesser extent, the Defenders. Um, I still see those shows as aberrations. And I still have high hopes for second seasons of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and for the Punisher show. I still think that, I still expect those shows to be good, you know, even though I wasn't satisfied with Iron Fist or or The Defenders to a certain extent. 
Adam, you're not the biggest fan of the Punisher, I understand. Yeah, uh, I have never really cared for the character. I've always sort of found him to be one-dimensional. I have seen snippets of the 2004 Punisher movie with Thomas Jane, but I've never watched it fully. I have never watched Punisher Warzone. Uh, I just, I, you know, I've, unless he pops up in a comic book story that, you know, from, of a hero, of a different hero that I'm reading, like Daredevil or Spider-Man or something like that, I don't really go out of my way to seek out Punisher. Daredevil season two helped me care for the character a little, but at the same time, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, looking forward to the Punisher TV show as much as I was, you know, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, even, I mean, hell, even Iron Fist or Defenders, I mean, but I mean, but even with that, that's not to say, like, I'm going to prejudge the show. I still hope it's excellent. It's just my history with the character, you know, I'm not setting too high of expectations. Right. I definitely feel, personally, that I know, I feel like I've known the Punisher for a long time, but I feel like I still know very little about the Punisher than I did than, like, any of the other heroes going in i don't know it's been a weird lead up to this show because like the release date was ambiguous i just feel like the overall like hype and coverage behind it i feel like we haven't seen a lot of it and we're like what three weeks out from the show's premiere is that yeah is that right yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah well i think some of that is just because this wasn't the the punisher was not in the original plan for the marvel netflix shows you know the punisher showed up on the second season of daredevil everybody except adam loved him and they're like let's let's do that show well, i mean i liked him a little bit but you know just i found his story more compelling than the whole electron hand storyline i'll say that oh geez yeah that is a good point you bring up adrian it was punisher wasn't something which is kind of silly when you think about john bernthal's performance in the show that you introduce such a strong character like the punisher and marvel just thought fans would be okay with being like all right that's it for him like, he might return in another show, but no standalone series. Yeah, although I will say that, you know, Punisher, I think, has more of a pop culture resonance than some than the other Netflix Marvel heroes. I mean, it's not, it's not too hard to find, you know, someone walking around wearing a t-shirt with the Punisher's logo yeah. emblazoned on it. So I feel like Marvel was kind of kicking around the idea of releasing a TV series, but they wanted to wait until after Daredevil season two before, you know, they started putting plans into motion because what if his introduction Daredevil just completely tanked? Yeah. Yeah. And then you can just, you just quietly escort him away. Yeah. Although with John Bernthal, the guy just, if there was one person to play the Punisher, I feel like he does it perfectly. He does, he does the conflicted man so well, the man with a dark past. He did it with Shane in The Walking Dead, and I feel like Frank Castle, to an extent, is kind of similar to Shane, just a lot more hardcore, but there's that same kind of... Ah, hardcore! Yeah, I know, I said it. I said it. Oh, gosh. That's awful. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I've seen Thomas Jane, and a lot of people, before John Bernthal took the role, would say Thomas Jane, 100%, was the Punisher. He was the guy... He's like Patrick Stewart to Charles Xavier kind of guy. And I still think Thomas Jane's pretty good. Love him in shows that I watch him in. Ray Stevenson, I can take him or leave him. I'm just going to be honest about it. (laughs) So you you saw, so Mick, you've seen both of the Punisher movies. Well, both of the recent Punisher movies, because I feel like they did one in the early 90s or something with 
Uh, they did. Dolph Lundgren, is that right? I think so, yeah. And I, I don't remember if it was... I think it was a TV movie, and then, the, you know, I don't even remember okay. if it was theatrically released, but yes, they did do a an earlier one. It's been yeah, a long okay. time... It's been a long time since I've seen the first one, which was with Thomas okay. Jane. The second one was Ray Stevenson. Yeah. I didn't see that one. I saw enough of it to be... I I say I didn't see it. I saw enough of it to be like, yeah, nah, it's done. But I enjoyed Thomas Jane, loved him. And then Thomas Jane also did like, I believe like a fan film online. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Where it was like a 15 minute like laundry, laundry room kind Dirty of Dirty laundry, I think it's yes. called. Yes. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. And that was amazing as well. So going into when they first introduced John Bernthal as the Punisher, I had that in my mind as my expectation. Yeah. And what I like about John Bernthal's thing is, to Adam's credit, the Punisher is kind of a one-dimensional character. I think he kind of adds a little bit more of a dimension to it by showing just the complicated emotions of being such a hardened murderer sought on revenge. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Adrian's just so. Wait, like, okay, would you sure, would you say not? that the John Bernthal portrayal is deeper than the Thomas Jane portrayal, or are they about even? I would say it's deeper. I okay. would say just because there's something to John Bernthal as an actor that I don't know, he just like understands that way that like character. I think if you would typecast him as a conflicted male who has a deep longing ache in his heart, he would get that role every time because he just, he says it and it's in his face. It's in yeah. the way he talks, you know, he has this like gravitas about him. And it's like, this dude just gets it. And I, I just want to know what happened to him in life so I can give him a hug. Maybe he just had a great life. And like, he just gets it. I don't know. I can't, I can't look at Adrian when I do this podcast. Cause she just says so much with her face. I did not make a weird face when you said you wanted to give John Bernthal a hug. I did. You don't not want to give John Bernthal a hug? Do you guys not want to give John Bernthal a hug? Is that what I'm hearing right now? It depends. Does he smell good? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've never sniffed John Bernthal. Next year at San Diego Comic-Con, we need to task somebody at Cinnabon. Get a whiff of him. See what he's like. Send word to Adrian. <laughs> just and he'll yeah, be just, awarded. Just, just roll up on the John Berthal and give him a give him a sniff and report cool. back. Is it cool if I smell you, dude. <laughs> and afterwards, you'll be rewarded with one restraining order. Yeah. Do yeah. you do you hug people based on how they smell? Is that something you're like? I'll shake your hand if you smell no. bad. No, no, but it's just nice <laughs> if they do smell smell good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody wants to offer a hug and get. Treated with like a whiff of funk. That's, that's true. I mean, nobody wants to hug a given. person. You're making a good point. Thank you. The story of the Punisher <laughs> probably smells nice. <laughs> the premise is kind of different because Frank Castle's already gotten revenge. He's got his revenge, yeah. but now he's found yeah. a larger conspiracy behind that. So we're seeing his journey towards that, which. To my, I mean, I don't, I know very little about it. I've watched two trailers, and all I've seen is John Bernthal popping off guns, killing people, and we see like some characters pop up, left and right. But I feel like I'm just, I don't know. I get this big. Am I alone in this? But you guys feel like you know just very little about what's going to happen in this show. I feel like I know enough, 
Like he was, uh, he fought overseas. Yeah. And something hinky was going on. He's the last of that group of um, Marines, I guess it is, to know what went down. And right. so now they're, you know, some very official people are going to be after him to try to get rid of him. And they will all probably be shot to death. Or maybe blown up or knifed in the heart. They'll all they'll all die in some painful manner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. I feel like that's all I need to know, really, right now, going into it. I don't know. Just I don't know why I can't shake this feeling because I've I've thought about this all week, but like it just feels different for me. I felt like Iron Fist. There was like so much background going in, and I get granted we still have three weeks before the show airs, so there's still plenty of time for them to flesh out like little character teases, and we see like little fifteen second clips of this person doing that and the other. I just I don't know. I can't. I don't know why it makes me feel uneasy. It just does. I'm getting anxiety just talking about it with you guys. I mean, you know, I don't understand what's happening with you right now. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm having a breakdown right now. It's just you. I mean, you guys get what I'm saying. It's so like we've seen, starts, we've seen the conclusion. You need to see basically all of what happens before the show starts. So going into it, you know what to expect. Well, it's not it's not necessarily that, but we've seen the conclusion. We've seen Frank Castle's endgame already unfold. He's gotten revenge. Now he's moving on to I guess that's what it is. We're moving on to like a new story past yeah. the defenders. It's not interconnected to anything. Well, Maybe I that's think, what I'm getting at. Oh, I think okay. one one thing that helps is that they got his origin story out of the way in Daredevil season two. You know, he's trying yeah. to find out why how like who was behind his family mur- family's murders. He did that. He got revenge. And so now, as we as we go into his solo TV series, we don't have to worry about that anymore. It's like it's like if you have a it's like if you have a Batman movie. I mean, we know his parents are going to die. So if as long as we, once we move past that, then we can sort of get into the real meat of the story. So n- they now still that show it every time though, they yeah, show, well, it's like they show him getting. It's like you always got to show them getting murdered. Like nobody knows at this point. <laughs> but that's but yeah but that's the thing i mean now that frank castle you know he's still obviously he's still going to be you know tormented dealing with trauma from his family dying but that mystery of like who was behind their deaths it's not important anymore now you can get into his mission against you know eliminating criminals everywhere whether they're closely connected to him or not they're just spreading evil in his eyes yeah just shooting the shit out of all the bad guys yeah. I think you guys I think you guys talked me through it. I feel like a lot better right now. I feel like that's what it was. It was all the prior Marvel series before were leading into the Defenders. So you knew that's, that's where the end game was running. Whereas the Punisher deviates and it's going off in its own different path. You kind of mm-hmm. knew where you were going when you were getting in the other series. You knew there was gonna be references to other characters. You know there was gonna be crossover. I think the only character that crossovers in this series that's been talked about so far is Karen, uh mm-hmm. Deborah Ann Wool. I believe is how you say her last name. Yeah. The True Blood girl. She's in True Blood. Yeah. And it looks, I don't know. I've seen some trailers. They might be getting some some romantic feelings going. Don't know how that'll play out. No, I, I don't want that at all. You don't want that happening? Why not? He's he's not ready. Frank Castle is not ready for that kind of anything. <laughs> Completely different perspective than what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, screw Matt Murdock. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not even that. It's just Frank, Frank Frank is not in a position to to deal with anything like that right now. Frank Castle is way too damaged right now to even 
remotely come right. close to a romantic relationship with someone. Right. It's he may I know he has a soft spot for her and he's going to look out for her, but romantically, yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing it. I feel like you guys are forgetting that Karen point blank shot a dude in the head and has been like burying that for a couple seasons now. This is like it's been a while since that's passed, and she has yet to tell anybody but Frank Castle that that happened. So I feel like they got a bond there. Uh, possibly. I think the what I would, well, the the bigger bond is that you know she listened to him in the second season of Daredevil and was firmly on his side. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just want this whatever relationship they have to continue to be sort of a um, respectful friendship and maybe sort of an uncle niece kind of relationship where he, you know, where he he's looking out for, you know, to try to keep her out of harm's way because she invested, she's going to be investigating some hardcore stuff. (laughs) Uh, I want to see, here's what I want to see a build up to. I want to see a love triangle between Matt Murdock, Karen, and the Punisher leading up to Daredevil versus Punisher. And I don't know how that would play out exactly, but I feel like the guy, you know, they're not they're not necessarily friends. It's not like the Punisher no, and right. like, Matt Murdock necessarily get along. But I feel like adding Karen to this, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's a potential that some romance could happen there. You guys are definitely making sense with the whole, you know, platonic and Frank's mentally insane. That's fine. <laughs> it's... It's completely valid, but this is the world of comics. <laughs> so I want, I want them to, I don't know. I want them to have like a thing, a fling. I feel like Frank Castle needs a win is what I'm trying to say. He's had so much go oh, wrong. I agree with him. that. He does need a win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, uh, look, look at it. Th- well, he has had a pretty big win because he was able to take out everybody who had anything to do with the death of his family. So he's going into the series with a pretty big win already. That's true. That's true. I guess that's what, there's just so much. I just, I, I already talked myself out of being unsure about it, but I'm not unsure anymore. I'm not going to work myself down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm going to walk away from it. And I'm going to distract myself by saying that I just remembered Karen is not the only other crossover character popping over. Turk. Turk. I mean, yeah. Turk's going to be back. Presumably to get his ass kicked by another superhero. <laughs> so that's like basically what he does on the show. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, but... he, did he show up in Defenders too, briefly? Yeah, he's yeah. shown up in Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Defenders to like, like Mick said, basically just to get his ass kicked. The problem this time is that he's crossing paths with the Punisher. Uh, right? <laughs> the chances of him getting just blown to pieces increase significantly. Well, usually what happens is they go to him for inside information and they have to rough him up a bit sometimes, but he gives up the information and they let him walk away. And, you know, he might, he'll, he'll probably come away from his encounter worse for wear, but I don't think, um, I think Frank is controlled enough in his rage to not just like blow the guy's head off. I don't know. Turks did some pretty shady stuff that I don't know if... Like, for example, well, yeah. Turk essentially got pop-killed in Luke Cage, and Luke Cage definitely showed more restraint than Frank Castle would have been had one of his friends and mentors gotten killed. Didn't he yeah. just, like, walk away? Didn't Turk, with that, didn't he only, like, walk away at the end of Luke Cage with, like, I think he was locked in a garbage? Yeah, it wasn't even, yeah. like, anything intense. 
I was like, that's arguably the worst thing he's done in the series. I felt like yeah. he should have suffered a little more for that. What are you guys excited for about the Punisher? Especially you, Adam. You're going in with kind of, I guess, low expectations. You're not a huge Punisher fan. Is there anything that this series would bring you that sways you to be like, okay, this is pretty solid? I guess one thing that helps is that they're kind of going for a more hyper-realistic feel to Punisher compared to the other Netflix shows. Because, I mean, look, if you think about it, all the Netflix shows, Marvel Netflix shows so far, have had at least one super-powered person. Yeah. So there's always been that fantastic element to it, even though, you know, with Daredevil and Luke Cage and stuff like that, it's more crime-oriented. I compare this Punisher TV show to the Christopher Nolan Batman films. Now, obviously, what goes down there is unlikely to happen in real life, but there's still a sense of realism that anchors it because they've already, I think they've already said, you're not going to really see super powered people in the Punisher. This is just a straight up action crime drama sort of thing. So I think that will maybe help me enjoy it a bit more just because it's going to be so different than what's come before in this, Mm -hmm. in this franchise. So yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. All the villains and heroes in this show are going to be ridiculously skilled real people who don't have any superpowers and don't know any magic. So yeah. it's, you know, it it enters this realm in the Marvel universe where it might it's the kind of thing that might actually happen in real life. There are people who have skills like Frank Castle in real life. All we need is for them to turn vigilante and we get, you know, the Punisher series, maybe. So that's going to be the the big difference. Do you think there's enough? Like, does this continue, Pat? Do you think they try to set up season two at the end of this? Or they just acknowledge it's a one-off thing and maybe spike the Punisher in episodes after? Do you think that... Because I feel like you almost have to if he's revealing a deeper conspiracy. Like, how many things can, like... Frank Castle get involved in in the Netflix Marvel universe unless they like add a continuation to what's happening at the end of the season. Do you think they're just trying to make this a one-off adventure? Do you think they're going to try to push for a season two? I think they're definitely pushing for season two. I mean, all of their shows so far, I mean, with the exception of Defenders, but that's a miniseries and I still, I still think that they might do a follow-up to that, but all their shows so far have gotten season two, season two, even Iron Fist. Yeah, and like, that's true. And even in the Marvel movies, the only one of the MCU movies to not have gotten a sequel so far is Incredible Hulk. And, you know, that's because of weird rights issues with um, Universal. But I, I, I'm not willing to go so far as to say it's 100% going to happen that Punisher will get a season two. I just think it's very likely going yeah. off this, you know, this whole franchise's history. Yeah, and they're not going to turn down eyeballs. If a shitload of people watch The Punisher they'll be green lighting a season two before the end of the year, you know, or at the very least starting to work on it before they, before they officially announce that it's coming at some point. I guess that's true. I mean, even if you don't have a story in the moment right now, how long does it take to make another season? By the time the cycle rolls over, it could be like 2020 before we see a season two yeah. of the Punisher with the way. And here's the, the thing cycle. with this with this type of thing, there's always another criminal enterprise that he could stumble upon and try to take down where he mm-hmm. has to mow down a shitload of criminals <laughs> to get to the heart of, you know, some big gang of mobsters or whatever. So they can keep And it doesn't even coming. have to be in New York. It doesn't yeah. even have to be in New York. He could go to 
Los Angeles or somewhere else in the United States. He has a whole country. He could even go international. Yeah. He could go anywhere. Yeah. Sky's the limit. <laughs> oh boy. I just there's a there's it's problematic to have the Punisher, I think, in this universe. Because yes, it is dark and gritty, but like how long can the heroes of this universe tolerate a guy who goes around and just basically kills people? I guess that's a question. You're a Marvel Comics fan, Adam, so I mean do the heroes necessarily gel with the Punisher when he's just like lighting dudes up on the rig? Not mm, very. No, most most of them do not care for the Punisher. I mean, I even recall a moment in the Civil War comic book storyline where Punisher was trying to help out the heroes who were on the anti-registration side, and they were they were they weren't having any effort from him. Even with that, you know, change status quo, they don't they didn't want any of the Punisher's help. So. You know, yeah, it is problematic that, you know, they don't try to imprison him, but rest assured, if if they run into him while he's on a killing spree, they're <laughs> they're gonna stop him unless I mean, obviously there are a few instances where their uh goals or missions align, but he right. he, he has very few heroic allies in the Marvel universe. Yeah. I was gonna say I seem to remember one storyline in particular where the Daredevil was in prison and Frank Castle basically like helped him escape under the promise of uh Daredevil made a promise he wouldn't kill. I don't know if he actually adhered to that promise, but I was like, there are definitely occasional instances where they align and team up, but he's mm-hmm. he's definitely a hard character to keep maintained within this fold. You couldn't necessarily make him a defender, as I brought up in our Got Defenders it. episode. Yeah. That whole situation ends rather quickly with Frank Castle and a gun. You know, yeah. they're like, all these people are going to take him in. It just takes Frank Castle being like, pop, pop, pop. The hand is done. There's like nothing else to discuss. So I wonder how they're going to try to, if they're going to try to incorporate him into future shows, if there's going to be more crossover or they're just going to like let it be and just Frank Castle's off doing his own thing. Here's the rest of the defenders. Uh, I think he, there's a distinct possibility he could pop up on Daredevil again or, you know, maybe even migrate over to Luke Cage. But, you know, he, he's not going to be a defender. They're, they're never going to let him on the team. They might, like I said earlier, if their goals align, then he might help them out, but they're, He's never going to be one of the gang. Yeah. Actually, I can see him and Jessica Jones getting along okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. She's definitely on the outs with Luke Cage. I don't think... They're just kind of friends now. There's no uh, there's no big thing going on there. Well, I, I see her character as being a little bit more morally ambiguous than the rest of the Defenders to where she'd be more accepting of his of Frank Castle's um, need to just kill yeah need to kill criminals as opposed to just you know making sure they get arrested and all that kind of stuff I could see her tolerating that a lot more so we're at the game time and I couldn't think of like a great title I I was trying to think of some of lock stock and two smoking it just wasn't working I tried making it happen (laughs) and it was just it wouldn't work so (laughs) I was like, maybe the punishment, but no, that's just dumb. This is the Punisher quiz, is what I'm calling it. You guys are going to be tasked with answering questions relating to the Punisher, which seems like it may be a difficult quiz for the both of you, because <laughs> we don't, we just don't know a lot about him. But you guys, well, we can, wait a minute, we could call the quiz. What's your punishment? Okay, <laughs> we can do what, but like, what is what does that even mean? What does that mean? What's going to happen to us afterwards? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll just call it the Punisher quiz. All right, pun- fine. TPQ. There we go. TPQ for short. Question number one. All right, hang on. I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. We need some decorum. Pick a number, Adrian. Eight. Okay. Adam? I'll go four. Damn it, it was six. Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I'll just say, Adrian, you get to go first. You're the, okay. you're the You're the veteran, so you get to go first in the questioning. But Adam will answer second, then you guys will flip-flop. Right. We do this all the time. I don't know why I explain it. The Punisher's ally, Micro, has been mentioned in two Marvel shows prior to his debut. The first that he was mentioned in was Daredevil. What is the other Marvel series that he was mentioned in? Luke Cage. All right, Adam. Hmm. I'll go with Defenders. Ooh. It was uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Was the oh, other what? One that doesn't that even count. <laughs> I know, I know. Dude, that's... I felt like if I said... So cool. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I felt like if I said well, I known all <laughs> Marvel shows, you guys immediately would have went to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because, I mean, you just like... That's just the one you'd go to. Oh, now I'm so trying I to remember like I what that was. It was, uh, it was on a disc. There was a CD drive. or yeah. I, Actually, I believe Sky uh, referenced it. Yes, okay. Now I remember. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, so, zero, 0 Tricky Trickster. Off. I know. I know. I'm always doing that. While The Punisher features a lot of differences from the Marvel hero shows, there is one element that's been present in all of them that won't be in Daredevil. What is that element and or thing and or person? And Adam, you're answering first. So what's 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 the element that's not going to be in this upcoming show? Element, or what thing, it? and or person that's been in all the Marvel shows prior, but is not in this show. Hmm. I feel like it's a character. Oh god, I can't remember his name though. Um. I'm just yeah. I, I there's a supporting character I know he has that's not micro, but I can't remember what his name is. So I I don't, I don't I'm not sure. All right, Adrian, it's on you. I'm just gonna say like superpowers, you know. like we talked about earlier. Claire Temple. It's Claire Temple. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes this sense. This is the first Marvel series Claire Temple will oh, be present for. See, okay, what threw me off is that I forgot that she popped up at the very end of Jessica Jones. It was only for one episode. So that's what yep, threw me off. Yep. All right, three. The Punisher. Gosh, or over two. Did I make the quiz too hard again? I probably did. I don't even. Well, at least. That. I already know. Tell, wait a minute, Mick. Tell me this: Is there a question about weird Japanese or Korean fruit <laughs> coming? Because if there is, I'm out. I'm out of this quiz right now. I can't. I can't say that for sure. Question number <laughs> three: The Punisher has had many team ups in his history. One of which, believe it or not, is with a character who currently has a CW series. Who is that character, Adrian? Okay, wait a minute. So in the comics, he's teamed up with a character that currently has... Okay, Adam just figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, I... I had to uh, ask him, I had to ask you first, because I knew he would know. Oh, man. I can't... Now my brain is completely scrambled. It's no. not Rebecca Bunch. Well, okay, obviously. <laughs> I have no idea. You're gonna pass. And I'm sure. I'm sure. As so, as soon as Adam says it, I'll be like, uh, "Of course." <laughs> I don't know about that. See, okay, so 
naturally I go for the DC shows first because those are my favorites. But then I remembered right. it was Archie. It was Archie. Oh right! Oh my God! Yes, because Punisher Archie and Archie weird crossovers like had one of the, the weirdest crossovers ever. Yes. where Frank Castle actually actually targeted Archie for a brief moment until yes. they realized it was a mix-up, and then he became Archie's bodyguard. It was very like weird crossover. Yeah, Archie has had some really weird stuff happen to him. They really he was have. the president once and got assassinated. Like, yeah. So many and I think there stories. wasn't there like an Archie Godzilla mashup or something. Predator. There was one with Predator. Predator. Archie, there we go. Archie versus Close Predator. enough. Yeah. Oh boy. That's amazing. Okay. Now this is gonna be like a memory test because you guys I love when you guys make mention of stuff that's a question later on in the quiz. Thomas Jane and Ray Stevenson are two recent actors beyond John Bernthal to play the Punisher, but who was the first to portray the hero on screen? Who's, whose turn is it to answer first? It, it, it's Adam's it's turn. Mine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. Wait, Adrian? Yeah, okay. Dolph, it's Dolph. Wait, we both Dolph. knew it. Yeah, we knew you guys were going to get it right. All right, so right now, as it stands, Adam has two. Adrian has one. We're going into the final question. We'll make it worth two points just to make it extra, extra spectacular. In what Heroes comic book series did the Punisher make his debut? Adrian. Spider-Man? What do you got? Yeah, it's Spider-Man. Oh, man. How did you know that, Adrian? I, I knew Adam was probably going to get that one. I knew it because before we started, as part of my research, I looked up the official Marvel page on the Punisher. <laughs> Honest to God, yeah. that's how I knew it. Yeah. You found you found my secret to the quizzes. I gotta, yeah, I and it was it, it was in like yeah. 1974 or something like that, I think. A, a yeah, it was yeah. it was technically it was technically the amazing Spider-Man, which the distinction between Close the two enough. is a little bit lost on me, but what what is while while you're here, the resident comic book expert, mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man versus Spider-Man. What's the big big difference between the two? It's not it really like I mean, tantamount to like Batman versus the Dark Knight comics. Kind of, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man is usually the main Spider-Man title, and then you know they have offshoots like Spectacular Spider-Man, Sensational. They had that Ultimate one going around for over a decade, which took place in an alternate continuity. But yeah, most of the time it's just Amazing is the main one, and then he goes off on little adventures in these other books, and it's there's really not that much of a difference usually. Gotcha. Well, Adam, you're the winner. Round of applause. Gabriel, put in another round of applause. Gabriel, our producer, not like the Archangel or something. Sometimes I feel like when I call him Gabriel, (laughs) like they think I'm like making a proclamation to the heavens or something. Hey, you don't know that he's not the Archangel. Gabe is a saint. You don't know for a fact. I'm sure he's listening right now. One of these times we'll have him as a guest. Adam, you've been a fantastic guest. It was great to have you on. Thanks. It was good to be on. Despite your Funko Pop obsession. Hey, man. It's... <laughs> I'm going to do what I'm going to do. <laughs> gotcha. Next week on Cord Cutters, what are we discussing? <laughs> Why did I even bring this up? <laughs> if you didn't know what was I do this going. all the time. I do this shit <laughs> yes. all the time. I'm like, why did I just ask a question I don't know the answer to? Oh, yeah, it's Stranger <laughs> Things. That went nowhere. We can edit that part out. Or Gabe can just make me look like a fool. Until next time, guys, TV is overrated. Keep on cord cutting.